Well, welcome. Episode 10 we're on now of Talking Dairy City. Um, and it's been an eventful week on the Dairy City front, Kev. Dearie me, it has been. There's no denying it. Uh, I think anybody that sort of knows the crack in, in journalism can appreciate the madness that we had last week. Uh, it was one of them weeks where, you know, you're you're working away and, and I don't think sort of fans, supporters, anybody listening to podcasts really appreciates sort of the madness that goes on. They, uh-huh. get, a, they get a story, like, you know, a 300, 400-word story last week was taken... I would say 25, 30 phone calls, four or five hours, and then you're starting again because rip that script up and start again. Someone else is moving, this is moving, and then you, you move on. Then the, the the podcast is done, and we're all happy, and we're all delighted, and everything's going great. And then over to you, Simon. Ah, uh, well, obviously we're chatting about Paddy McLaughlin's return, like uh, as as Ray Higgins is number two, but I. You had a few rewrites, few drafts, like, and, and if just a wee insight on the 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 day, the working day of a journalist, and it's uh, it's about crazy. Never mind match days when you have a, a few uh, last minute goal, a few incidents towards the end where you have to rewrite your intro. But this is a bit different. Obviously, there was a wee bit of red tape holding up uh, Paddy McLaughlin's official appointment. So, so we say that without going into too much detail, Kev, but but that was. Uh, I think anybody listening to last week's episode, you would have noticed <laughs> there was, <laughs> was one or two of, wee edits there. Uh, there's a couple of know. texts, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we obviously we tried to make it as, as smooth as uh, as as possible, but it doesn't work out that way. Like anybody with any kind of decent hearing would have noticed <laughs> that I had you're, to you're, find you're a quiet work. room and do a, a, a quick edit uh, because of the timing of the podcast coming out and a quick uh, instruction from. DC that uh, we couldn't go with their story, but um, uh, well, I love the way you says you know you know any decent hearing. I don't think a decent <laughs> any hearing at all. The reality. Well, the, the funny thing was I had a well, I'm not going into too much detail, but I had to find a very <laughs> quiet corner in a house, and it's not easy in my house for anybody that knows me. But uh, I, was, I was able to do a quick thirty seconds edit. Harry McLaughlin is potentially going to be the number two uh, for Ray Higgins. And, and you know what? It was uh, a fantastic appointment, as we did discuss in last week's episode. He got off the one and start, just the, the boost that they needed at the time, like, you know, because uh, going on to the trip to Cork, uh, the mood was a wee bit flat. I suppose it wasn't that the players would have argued that the dressing room was still buoyant as well, too. They knew how good... The, the players were the players that were coming back, and uh, well, well, Paddy got off the, the perfect start, didn't they? Like, and, and ended that the, the three match won this run. Kid. Well, that's that. You know, you're right. Having spoke to some of the players, they would be saying, "You know, we're in a crisis and laugh and joke," <laughs> and, and rightly so. Like, as you know, it wasn't as bad as maybe fans were sort of panicking about and whatever else. But no, it was a big result. It was a big performance, and. Uh, you know yourself, uh, Collie Williams, a man's going to steal the show, but it was just a b- big result, particularly to Brian Maher making big saves too. You know, people can rightfully talk about the goals, but at times when it was you know, uh, one each or one nil, sorry, he was making big saves mm. and then Derry and the counter attack and stuff like that. So, no, look, all in all, Paddy coming in, great appointment. Uh, Rory will be delighted he's got somebody else in there, he'll also be happy. 
that you've got the three points and uh, Mickey Duffy gets a goal, Collie Wheeling gets a goal. Can't really ask for much more else. No, it was a, it was a perfect sort of weekend or a perfect few days. Um, it, was a, it was a result that was badly needed in terms of the, the matches coming up as well too. It was hugely important that that, uh, that one last run came to an end and especially with the way Rovers are, are, are creeping back up a table and hitting, hitting gear. Like, but um, in terms of party there, and I think just just that wee injection of energy too now from uh, another set of eyes on the match and another uh, you know, set of ideas as well too, I'm sure that's going to help the players. And, and, and it's just sort of, it's all happened at the one time now, perfect, like, perfect timing with the return of these guys, the Collie Wheel and Mickey Duffy, uh, both making a huge impact on the match. Um, and then we paddy there too. The, the, the buzz that we had at the very start of the season seems to be coming back again now too, you know, ahead of two crucial matches. Oh, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, as you say, Paddy will come on with his own ideas. He's enough experience as a number two. He's enough experience, obviously, as, as a number one. And uh, you could see even, you know, some of the fans' footage of the celebrations. He was... <laughs> Sort of copying his beloved club going down and celebrating the dairy fans, which it's very Liverpool fan. I know we'll have to get him stick about that when we properly see him. But uh, no, look, it's just, as you say, it was a, it was a big result, a big performance, and you couldn't ask for much more because down there, you know, while Cork have been inconsistent, they, you know, they they beat Dundalk, they then lose to UCD, but down the shed end, there was a few sort of chances coming on there. Mm. Brian Mahardy make a big save. Uh, there was a wee bit of an unsavoury incident too, with young Brian getting hit by a plastic bottle or a bottle of some sort anyway. Uh, that was disappointing. And that's that's something that you know yourself that, that can't happen in any ground. You no, know, but it's, 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 it was, I was kind of shocked that it happened at, at, at all grounds, Turner's Cross, because, and especially Cork Derry City fans and you know the, the two clubs have, have a, a lot in common and very, very good relations as well too. So it's something... Something that we never really see at Turner's Cross, is it? Or you know, it's it was it was surprising, and there was the the referee uh, at, at one stage. I think there was an announcement in the stadium too about you know, potentially abandoning the match if, if it continued because they were just raining down with projectiles and, and a few few bottles. You know, with Brian Maher, and as he said, when when you strike a player with a bottle or or any kind of massage, like you know, it's from the crowd. It's very dangerous. Obviously. Is it's unsavoury and it's not what you want to see. Thankfully, it didn't kick off after that, and and the match resumed and without any further incident. No, there's no doubt about that, and you know I think Gary Higgins sort of alluded to that too, saying players' safety has to be the forefront in the in the in the pitch. And look, the relationship Derry fans have, I can always remember going down there and losing the league in the last night and disappointed in 05 and the fans were sort of hugging each other and saying unlucky he's done one up and oh well congratulations you should we'll, we'll all go to the bar and celebrate and they'll have us more go away and when I go home I'm not happy we've lost the league but no look it, 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 it's not like them uh, uh, I'd say it's a minority of, crack, of like, fans uh, that were there too in the stadium but um, <clears throat> definitely not what we want to see you know and, and I, I suppose I think what led to that uh, and I'm just assuming here like, uh, that that it was it was they were fired up because there was a bit of a flashpoint in the uh, in the middle of the park just before that way we Adam O'Reilly and uh, and Bulger, um, which was totally, you know, it was it was uh, it was in my opinion handbag stuff. 
I didn't I didn't think it even was handbags. I genuinely <laughs> didn't think. I know a few people have sort of chatting me with this game, oh I could have went, they could have went. I just thought it was nothing. In fairness, the, the dairy players they probably thought it might have been something because there were a lot of them doing a wee sort of scouser cam down impression, you know, they right. were chatting them and see Mickey Duffy grab them and That's more probably just, the fact that the O'Reilly's got a, a, a got that on him. Like, you know, where he's, yeah. he's, he, he's I think Rory Higgins at one time would describe him as he, he's saying he's a he's a he's a grumpy so and so on the pitch. And he, but he's got that, that's part of his game where he's and it was a big occasion for him. It was my I chatted them before going down there. It was it was huge. It was the first time playing Turner's Cross in the League of Ireland match, like back home. So I'm sure he was fired up, and that's the same. That's his kind of personality. So maybe that's why the, the players were going right before he yeah. picks it a wee bit further. Exactly, but, and, know, and but, we're down to ten men because we're. I, it might have been. Well, it was definitely one though. Could be possibly two know at that stage, and it was just right. just settle ahead here. We don't want the crowd up. We don't want very much like a Liverpool. We we Jacka getting the crowd going. That's we are still, you know, and it was a similar thing. But look, from Derry's point of view, handbags move on and. Uh, not happened yet, but look overall. You look at that Derry bench there, the other night too, and you look at the boys that were sitting behind the bench, Connolly, Dummigan, Fats. Mm. It's getting tasty. Definitely is, right, but but I, I think we were all waiting for the return of Collie Whelan. Um, but we we haven't like in fairness seen a lot of him like when he played for UCD. Obviously, he was very highly rated. Uh, you you know he was he played for. Ireland under twenty ones. Uh, it was it was Rory Higgins was singing his praises, you know, saying like and Alan Reynolds too, who had him with the under twenty ones. Um, this guy's a player, like he's a, he seems a natural finisher, which is, um, you know, obviously his finish was just unreal. Is is before that in the build up, and this, he's only on the pitch four minutes, I think, and he scores a goal. You know, on his comeback from being out for for ten eleven months with an ACL. You're always worried how you're going to come back from that, but uh, this guy was like uh, that. That finish where he just rifled on first touch under or under the top corner of the net. You know that's a proper striker, isn't it? It's a proper striker's finish. It is, but you're right. It was a, the hold up play. He sh- turned on side, then he sent Ali Gilchrist for a bag of chips and then yeah. fed Ryan Green. None Green will be disappointed. He didn't take his chance, and then Ali O'Neill's follow up effort. Well, I'm, I'm being kind by that back pass. That's right. I actually think it was going wide too, but the, the court man cleared it. Uh, didn't know where he was, his bearings. And as you say, it came out the end of Whelan. He just sort of looked at Graydon and Alliance has gone to the road and just rifled it on. And you just went, ah, that's what you want. If you're Rory Higgins, you're even Collie Whelan, you're going, just can I get going? Can you get me first goal? Four minutes on, gets his first goal. Played in the build up to the first goal. Oh, lovely pass. Or to his goal. It just gives, you know, it's a real boost. And, Again, we get back to the sort of celebration at the end of the game, some of the videos. Higgins was, he's done it to be fair quite a bit. He brought him up the front and going, this guy's the man right. here. Like we have a lot of faith and people may not, as you say, didn't know much about him, didn't see much about him. But look, this boy is going to be potentially the man they, they, they steer us on up this table. It gives us more options as well too, but I think it's just the belief of chatting that the players at the Oriel Park after the draw there and, and I think I was he was named on the bench there the first time and we were speaking to like Mickey Duffy afterwards and they were they were they were like buzzing with the fact that he's that he's there now too. And if they see what's happening in training, they see his qualities. But the fact that the Derry have been struggling for goals um we scored three against uh Cork at the weekend I says just fantastic just exactly the sort of 
boost that they needed to you know going under these two difficult games coming up but yeah, you know, I think it was just four, four, four goals in their last six matches. Previously, Turner's Cross and 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 just thirteen in the opening ten games, which isn't like what do you want to see? Obviously, you want to be tight at the back as well, but um, scoring goals is what what you need to be doing if you're looking to they they won titles and uh, that they were struggling from that point of view. Now we come back. Now we Mickey Duffy coming back and being real goal threats. They look dangerous every time they go forward now. You know, and you've got Jamie McGonagall, you've got Keane Kavanagh, uh, and, and all these guys that can, can chip on as well too. But having a guy who's going to be an out-and-out striker, uh, who's, like, the, what this finish, this take, like, take away from his finish as well too, for his first time under roof of net, there was a crowded penalty area too, uh-huh. so he needed to be precise with it as well. Well, so, this is, um, and, and, and as you say, it's just, you talk about McGonagall, Keane Kavanagh, but you've also, like, you had Patchen in the bench, hmm. you had Brandon Kavanagh, and as I say, you've then another tagging option with Fats in the stand. You know, it's it's getting that way where, you know, slowly but surely, if you can get these boys not just back, but then they can up their match fitness. Uh, and then defensively, if you can add Mark Connolly back on there and just change things up. And, you know, if Kieran Call came off the bench, they've been so, the squad has been used so much already. But if you could get, I'm not saying your best 11, but your best 18. Every week, champion of the butt they start, and even if you don't start him, you can bring him in or give him a rest and just switch things around. And he really hasn't had that chance yet, but slowly but surely, he's going to get that maybe in the next one of weeks. I would say. Uh, and you're going to need that that quality and strength and depth when the, when the matches start, you know, coming on with Europe coming up too. You've had your cup. Uh, competition as well but um, it's good we talk about these strikers and the, 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 the front guys Like, but, but Ronan Boyce he, he's proven before that he can score goals and and um, you know he he, did, he, he he was very close he just screwed one just wide just before that where he caught on side but um, you know it was, it was a lovely glance at hitter again Mickey Duffy with, with a delivery but um, I think that's his 11th goal in, a, in his very career you know but he, he's got that part of his game too and um, you know, it's good that there's a lot of players have that ball. They they get forward and score goals from different situations too. So it's just getting them all to click, getting that confidence and belief, and and then you've got real threats from all over the park. That that's the sign of a of a dangerous quality team, then, isn't it? Well, this is you know, and, and that's what you need to be fair to. You know, the champion Shamrock Rovers over the years, they haven't had an out and out. Goal scorer, you know, you've had Gaffney scored big goals, you had Aaron Green. Gaffney's probably the, the closest they have to a striker. Aaron Green wouldn't be a striker, but it'd have been a winger, he's moved on to a striker role. But now they've got like Jack Byrne, Graham Burker all scoring goals. So you have to spread it out. And Derry are now starting to do the same. Now don't get me wrong, if you can get a 15, 20 goal striker plus spreading it about, mm. well that makes it even more easier and and, and nicer for you. Uh, but defensively, as you could see when Tundi scored in stoppage time, Maher was absolutely lovely because like, oh, he made he a couple a of big saves, wanted a clean sheet. Um, I actually love that, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I want yeah, the more clean sheets. You know, you look at Shamrock Rovers last four games, if it's three clean sheets, conceded two, technically they conceded one against Shelburne because Graham Burke scored an OG to give Shelburne the lead. Mm. So they're defensively now, they're getting all their players back, they're keeping her tight at the back. And they're scoring at the other end. And if you're Stephen Bradley, you're going, that's why we're champions. So yeah. from a dairy point of view, it's trying to match that, getting it defensively strong at the back. Not just 
defence. I mean, the midfield, the up yeah. front, everybody has to play their part in that, and that's what's happening at Rovers. Everybody's playing a part. But if Derry can get that both up front and keeping clean sheets, well, the ding-dong, let it commence. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I think probably a lot of Brian Maher's frustration, not just losing the clean sheet, but because he pulled off some fantastic saves and was in the thick of action for a lot of it. Like, Also, I have to say, I don't know what you thought, but uh, your, your man, Tunde... Uh, What's his surname? I'm just going with Tundi. I think you're fine. I went with Tundi in the first place. You, (laughs) on the other hand, want to be, you know. Oh, well, Abby. Oh, well, Abby. I'm still going with Tundi, all the best. Send on your corrections, folks. Like, you know, if if our price is. Mark up the Simon, remember here, folks, because (laughs) I went with Tundi, knowing that they could have won pair shaped. Well, the Belgian. As, uh, <laughs> I thought his goal was about controversial. Yeah. Like I thought he, he, he pushed McJana. What do you think of that? Uh, there, was, the, there was a nudge in the back, like, uh, and that, that, it's it's one of them. You know, if you do it in the halfway line, it's it's, it's a free normally. Uh, so there wasn't too many complaints because of the result. Probably afterwards, if, if that had been like uh, you know an equalising goal or, or a winner, then I think you would have heard from Ray Higgins a lot more. Like you know, but big time, and I think you know you might have had a, a wee bit of var and whatever else saying too been cried about, and if far had been got on, you know, all oh, would have been cancelled out. But no, look, I agree with hundred percent. I thought it was a nudge in the back. If you do it as I say in the halfway line, you're giving a free kick away, but. Look, referees just play away, and as you say, because Derry were in cruise control at that stage, nobody really did, apart from Brian Maher, was ripping at the goal and done. Well, what about Michael Duffy being back? We, we spoke about Kyle Whelan, but Michael Duffy, one of the best players in the league, and we've he's been so unfortunate with injury since he's come back to Derry. Uh, he is so effective from that left side, isn't he? Um, he's involved in everything, and, and it's just... You're on the edge of your seats, you know, What's when up? when he's playing and he gets receives the ball and, and he showed that again on uh, Friday night. Um, it was obviously the, the keeper probably could have done better. For, uh, for you're the be, goal. You're <laughs> not probably. <That's, laughs> look, put it against here. If you do that in indoor football or down playing the Bay Road, you're told to stand for another one because you let that in. Uh, and you, you do want that out. when you need a breather. Exactly, hundred <laughs> percent. But uh, no, but it's, it's brilliant they see him back and and I think he. He was. He's just been frustrated the fact that he hasn't had that run. Like you know, when he's it, because of last season uh, and the broken foot, he, he felt right. This is I get a full go at it this season. Pre-season was going brilliant, and then he, he, a, a calf muscle like you know gives him a bit of baller, and it's, it delays the start. But keep him fit, and, and then you've got a real chance. Oh, definitely. And the, the big hang too. Uh Credit to Rory again, bringing in Ben Doherty. I think Ben Doherty, if he plays at left-back, I'm not saying McJanet or Kieran Call aren't going to go on the left-back at any stage, but I just think Ben's attacking options and mindset, to be fair, because he's probably more a midfielder when he was playing with Alexa Lauren and Corey, and, and, you know, he just loves to get forward. And if he gets forward, Mickey Duffy then has been left one-on-one because, obviously, the winger has to go with Ben, and it's a case saying, right, I'll just knock it in my game. Mickey, go ahead, do your stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's where the goal came. Lovely bit of pulled up play. Great crossfield ball with Brian Maher. Ben keeps it on. Drops his shoulder to the fullback. Lays it inside the Mickey, who's found space. You couldn't believe his luck. And says, this is great. I think even at that stage, you were sort of shouting, hit it. He didn't probably hit it his best strike, but it was on target. And enough said about the keeper. 
mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Cochran just had a nightmare like there's no denying it Derry's point of view it's happy days gives gives Mickey a boost the way Colin Whelan's goal gives him a boost and I look at as I say I think that left hand side of Ben and Mickey can be very very fruitful this season and they're only starting to get to know each other now and get the link up play and who makes that run and cuddle on here and I'll bomb on get that wee bit of understanding and I think, you know, as I say, that can be really, really effective for Derry this season. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, um, Obviously, a lot's made of their, their, their form at the Brandlewell too and the results recently. And then they go on the road and uh, they could have been out of sight in the first half against Dundalk. And then they go and they produce that kind of performance against, uh, professional performance against Cork, if, if I want a better word. But a uh, fantastic result and lots of goals. It's it's you're coming now and they... To, Home matches, Kev, like it's it's kind of going. How are they going to respond now again? Like you know, being back at home, uh, you know, two huge matches, like sort of, you know, in terms of motivating your players and building up for those matches, they take care of themselves because you're playing Pats and playing Rovers. But it's it's just a, a still that sort of slight concern about what what kind of Derry City are going to turn up then. Well, that's not particularly you say at home. The the, the big thing is. Some pats I think are going to be different to Rovers because I think to be fair to Rovers they're going to say look we're going for it you beat us in our patch we felt we played well at Tala against these but we didn't get the result so I think they'll come more some pats on the other hand came last year down at their own patch got an absolute hiding at Richmond Park Mm. came a couple of weeks later and went we're not playing that game again That's right. and to be fair they could have got a bit of hiding that night too. Yeah. Uh, but oh, I, it was like Alamo the first half. Aye, I, I, I think it finished actually scoreless that night. But if you're Tim Clancy, you have that in the back of the head going, here, hold on a minute, this is all great fun and fun and games and we're trying to challenge, we're trying to get into Europe and blah, blah, blah and catch their end with one big one above them all this type of thing. But realistically, if you offer Tim Clancy now a point on Friday night, mm. he's taking a hand and all and going back down the road. But don't, you're right, you still have that what are they going to be like at the brand level? You're hoping if you're Gary Higgins that a, a fans wise will not like me to say this, but they hope that it absolutely lashes. Aye. Uh, Dundalk was a prime example. Sun Sean afternoon football, and it was just how the teams produced the game that they actually did was very good, mm. but the pitch was awful. And I think the Brandywell service is better in Oriel Parks. In fairness, I think my driveway is better in Oriel <laughs> Park. That's another story. <laughs> But I think the the brandy will 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 probably have a better surface. But as I say, I would think if you're Gary Higgins, you'd want it to be raining all day. Particularly if you get maybe just have it say four to five months before kickoff, and then just start raining all day. If you could plan it, that's what you'd be looking for, just to get that wee slickness and getting going. And if you can, you know, it, it's a big big weekend like a. Friday, Monday, double header again. Right. Well, that's the more for the four day period is what 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 scuppered them last time. It was four bad days, as they keep saying, you know. But um, yeah, I think I think Rory must be thinking too. Like, he, he, you can see it, but we have to ask the questions, and we have to ask the questions about the, the correlation between the home form, the correlation between the pitch and the poor results and stuff like that. But until he gets a good run of, of you know good results at home, these questions still have to keep coming. Come on, I'm fed up asking them. You're fed up asking them. They all he's fed up. He's fed up chatting about it. But it is, it is a case of the problem is everybody's sort of saying, well, nobody said that under Stephen Kenny at Dundalk. 
you know, and like Dundalk's well, pitch the pitch is different. Probably was better. Nick, yeah, I don't know. It's probably the same difference. They were new pitches, no lot better. Look, mm. look, it's just happening. Uh, until you, as you say, until Derry get a run of matches where it's few ones and nobody's thinking about a pitch, then that's that's when everybody's an easy streak. But at the minute, the, unfortunately, the elephant in the room is just going to keep going because if you if you draw or you lose and all that, it's going to be oh, you're back at the brandy well, Cork. You know, you get down there at grass and performance and your chances and blah blah blah. Look, as I say, it's not gonna it's not gonna go away, but you're coming up against this impact side that's a wee bit of a wounded animal looking at After last race, week's yeah. sort of results. You had obviously Rovers beating them two 0 at Richmond Park and Trevor Clark's second goal, don't know if anybody's seen it. If you haven't, have a wee look. It's a great strike, it's a fantastic goal. Shelburne and Dock one each. Shelburne got a man sent off again. Damien Duff was was very skeeving. Shane Farrell getting sent off. He couldn't back him in this situation. But the Dock missed a penalty and uh, it finished one each. It was just chances uh, for both teams. Bowes was probably the biggest result, uh, in my opinion, of the weekend. Obviously, Rovers, don't get me wrong, I'm not taking that away from them. It's a great result at, at St. Pat's and St. Pat's for him. I get all that. But Drahad is always so difficult. Drahad is always a nightmare ground to get anything at. And haven't seen the highlights, Drahad will be disappointed because they had chances to equalise, they make it one each. And then Bowes help them the counter-attack to get the second. And then, no disrespect, we're in here on Sunday recording this. So if there's any editing, then, you know, there's nothing we can do. I'm hoping, hoping there's no way editing needs to be done this week. But then, last night, you hit Sleiko 3-1 winners against UCD and... Mr. Mata again amongst the, the, the goals. And then, as I say, you look at the league table, you know, nothing's really changed. Bowes sitting top, 24 points. Derry, 19 points in second. And Rovers, 18 points. St. Pat, 17 points in fourth. Look, it's all pretty congested there. Uh, and it's just a case of Derry basically, you know, if you could get a crystal ball and say six points in the next two games. By God, you would be absolutely thrilled by that. Oh, without a doubt, it's a massive, massive uh, few days, like in terms of that the top end of the the, the table. But uh, if you come out of there unscathed, you know, you, if you had four points out of those two games, you'd be rubbing your hands at that. Um, you, it's crazy because the amount of points that the teams have dropped, the the how competitive this this league is. It's it's the most competitive I've seen for a while. I know, Kevin, I don't know if you agree with that, but like there have dropped. 14 points already after uh, 11 matches and, and Rovers obviously dropped 15 um, after their poor start. So it's, it's just, it's, it's a wee bit unpredictable. And if you get any kind of a run going now, it's, it would be the perfect time, you know, before these fixtures start really piling up and, and teams, you know, take their eye off the ball slightly when, when the European ties come on they play. Well, this is up. And, you know, Bulls are the team that have... I'm not going to surprise anybody because I think, to be fair, they didn't surprise us too because we both sort of predicted we'd f- we thought Deggie would do well. Mm. He always does, particularly in his first season where when he was at Derry, the, the both occasions. But they're the team that just sort of went, look, everybody else can drop points. Yes, I'm not saying they haven't dropped points. Of course they have. But they have really got that momentum from the early start and they're, they're keeping it churning on. And if they can get the July, Deggie and Bowes and Pat Fennell be scouting they all have a bit of money to go and strengthen mm. and go again if they're up there challenging. Uh, and you're looking at the fixtures saying, uh, you know, this week you have obviously 
Derry at St. Pat's, you have Dundalk against Drogheda, another wee derby for, for Dundalk. Shelburne at home to Cork. Bohemians travel to UCD, no disrespect to UCD, but you're expecting Bo to get a victory there. And then you have Shamrock Rovers against Sligo, who the most inconsistent team <laughs> in the league, you just don't know. And then the Monday night, St. Pat's against Sligo, Bowes against Cork, UCD against Dundalk, Drogheda Shelburne, and then obviously the game of the night is at the Brandy Bowl with Derry against Rovers. So like this weekend, it's 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 big for Derry for who they're playing. Mm. And if you're Bowes, you're probably, if you get asked for two fixtures to try and keep a bit of momentum, it's probably a way to UCD and home to Cork, and that's who they've got. Yeah. So, you know, Declan Devine can be quite happy this weekend and has the potential, it's easy to say, as I say now, a week in advance, but if he gets up six points there of them two games and Rovers drop points against Derry or Derry drop points against the Pats, you can get a wee bit of a gap and keep that momentum going if you're both point uh, of view. It's never, never, never that smooth, is it? No, it's not. It's <laughs> you not. look at the, the, the three home matches Derry drop points on, you know, but if, if we look at that, because um, obviously, there's been there's been a, a boost with with Paddy McLaughlin coming in as well too. Now I'm, I'm sure Rory Higgins on that thing as they, they point out the fact that you know uh, that that Paddy comes on and then they turn her around and turn her cross. I'm sure he's had an impact, like you know. But um, there, there there was nothing uh, seriously wrong in terms of the performances. Like so, it was just a matter of time until they and they got the few. Uh, players back that they needed to get back as well too but well Paddy obviously like you, you were chatting him uh, last week Kev and, and you know we've seen him we've seen how much it means to him with the fans doing the celebrations at Turner's Cross too so he's injected I'm sure a wee bit of energy like you know what he's like as well too as a, as a, as a person and that kind of uh, around the, the training ground like he's he'll be everybody's best mate but he's got he's oh, a shrewd manager and he's and he's uh, he's going to have his his ideas as well too so that's that's going to be a good foil for for Rory um no doubt that they're going to work together they, they're good friends and they they have uh, the same ideas as we discussed last week too in terms of how they see football like but what kind of what kind of an impact do you think Paddy's had on the team since he's come in and then training sessions and, and going forward now that's going to be uh, like just as if anything else just a, another bit of energy just injected into that dressing room that's exactly it you know he's a very good man manager the both of them are to be fair uh, you know Paddy what he did at Institute when he came in after Deirzo got them up particularly as we alluded to last week when you know the, the ground uh, no ground after four games and you have to play away from home so many matches and you didn't know where you were going to be he goes and they Cliftonville as actually at the Football Writers Awards Northern Ireland Football Writers Awards last night and that's why and he's I, so grumpy here and very yeah, downbeat uh, because uh, <laughs> I don't know like, man it either. if I was drinking I'd know what I'd be like but I know I him. wish I had your social life <laughs> <laughs> uh, no but I was speaking to Declan O'Hara which would have been Paddy's number two and he was saying look you know, I'm missing a big man uh he said, but look, good luck to him down there. He'll do well out there. And, uh, and Declan was just saying, you know, they get, a, they get a draw that day uh, on Saturday against the Crews. And he says, look, just Paddy could have made that difference, you know, in there. But no, look, as I say, my management skills is second to none. I know you spoke to Alan O'Reilly last week, and he says the training session that Paddy took was very good. 
And he uh, didn't know a lot about him, like you know, obviously, yeah. like you know, coming from Preston, and and he wouldn't have knew him. A lot of the dairy based boys in the squad all know him very, very well, like and and personal and professional levels, like. But he was very impressed. Ah, uh, well, it's the same with Brian Maher, similar. When I'd seen him, he was sort of chatting. You know, what's he like? What's he nice? And all look, he's top man off the field, good, good lad, passionate, knows the game, and uh, as I, as I say, he he really get things going out of his own ideas. He, he jokingly, when we were chatting him doing another, he was saying that we're in him has had arguments, but it's mainly about Man United and Liverpool. <laughs> but uh, I wasn't saying that they're sort of same sort of minds the way they would sort of like their teams like they play. But he'll, he'll have his own point of views and he'll have a, a wee chat and discuss things with Rory. So listen, we'll listen to now Paddy Max interview and see how he, he feels his appointment and getting ready to go. Paddy, obviously it was a big decision you had him make and uh, you've made the decision to come back to Derry City. Ah, it's a big decision, Kev. Um, it was it was a tough decision, and it was also an easy decision. in, in the same breath, it was tough leaving Cliftonville because you no, know, they were they were good enough to me for the last four and a half years. The supporters up there were were fantastic, but especially the players. You know, I, I was really close to the players, and and for all they done for me in the pitch, and, and for all they done in every session and everything that we done over the last couple of years. You know, it was hard to tell them that it was it was my final day. It was hard to tell them that I was no longer their manager, and I was moving on. You know, so. Once that once that was done, no, it was a it was a difficult part of it. Um, once that was done, the easy part then was 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 accepting the the offer that Rory had made to me, and you know, I was, was grateful that he that he made the offer. Uh, I appreciate it. You know, I'm sure he had he was spoiled for choice, and, and who he could have brought in, you know. So from day for even they didn't make an offer to me. You know, I was delighted to accept then. Um, and it was I met up with the players in the, the day for the first time. You know, and you know you can just see the the, the class and the and the talent oozing out of each and every one of them. So. Looking forward to getting getting on it and looking forward to Friday night. You know, it's it's going to be great to be back back on the on the line at least and and getting involved with, with such a top 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 class team. Obviously, you know yourself, manager for X amount of years. Come back the assistant. You you obviously started the assistant with, with Kevin Deary, but it's a change of role. Is it one? You know, people are saying it's a step back. Ah, you don't obviously agree with that because it's full time. There's a lot of differences to you coming to the assistant manager. Ah, look, look, the magnitude of Derry City, I think you, know, you have to be close to the club to understand how, how, how big it is. I think working alongside Rory, um, it, it, it was a big pull for me as well. You know, he's, he's how successful he's been in, in, the, in the first couple of years as a manager himself and, and his experience of working at Dundalk and working for Republic of Ireland. And like that's, that's incredible. That's incredible to have on his CV at such a young age as a manager. So... Tapping on that kind of experience and, and tapping on that kind of knowledge, it's on it'll help me as well as, as my experience and, and helping him. And, and and the main factor of, of it all was we're, we're close. You know, we've been close for a number of years. You know, we, we've been we've been really close um, since since I first met him when he first came back in Coventry. And you know, and that and that relationship and friendship has, has stayed strong throughout and, and, and actually grown over the years. So that was the biggest factor. You no know, working alongside Roy personally, and then and then obviously. Tapping on the attic knowledge and experience that he's gained himself, and and, and likewise we we me we him. So you know it, it was, it was an easy call agreeing to come. Um, but it was a difficult call, like I say, um, leaving Cliftonville. That was a case too where I know haven't seen you over years. The way you play and the way Rui plays, pretty similar. It's just so I don't think there'll be many arguments and technical and what way they play. I wouldn't have thought. No, definitely. I love you know, we we love uh, picking each other's brains in terms of talking about football. 
you know, obviously there's plenty of rows along the way because he's a my native fan and I'm the Rubble fan. So there's a there is a bit of life really. There's a, there is disagreements and fallouts along the way too. But like that's 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 just opinion and all that there. Everybody's got theirs. And but the good thing about me and Roy, we're definitely on the same the same wavelength in, in terms of how we how we like the teams they play and and I'm surely how we like the way they play um, now. How you've got them playing as it is plus. My my way of thinking and my way of playing when when, when I was at Ad Institute and Clevenville, it's, it's it's all very similar, you know, and and, and having two minds and becoming one, you know, it, it definitely it it has got a it's got a, a good mix, a good blend, and, and and hopefully it'll be successful as, as as I believe it will be. Yeah, obviously, I've seen the squad now. You've seen them in, in action at games too. You know yourself, it's it's just sort of taking off. You could see yourself. You're around the cup final. You know this. The train's moving basically. Like, like I say, I can't earlier the, the magnitude of how, how big Derry City is going to be and how big they are. I think you have to be close to the club. Like we're all we're all fans of the club, born and brought up as Derry City fans ourselves. And but when you when you when you get close to actually what is happening, you know it's, it's, there is there is massive things on on the horizon for them. And you know to be part of that, they get the opportunity to be part of that and, and hopefully add that. Um, along with Roy and the staff, you know, it's good staff, brilliant staff down there. You know, I met a lot of my day and a lot of my know from from my time in football. You know, he's, he's got Roy's really got everything in place what that, that, that he needs and and, he, and the club have everything in place that like we all need as a group um to be successful. You know, so there'll be a lot of work involved. Kev, there's there's no doubt that there's going to be a lot of hard work. There'll be a lot of blood, sweat, and tears along the way. So, you know, we're we're not we're not thinking it's 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 a foregone conclusion. We're going to be successful. We have to work our socks off, everyone in the group. And and that's a good thing about it, and that seems to be the, the, the noise coming out of it before before I went on that everybody's on board, everybody's pulling their weight, and, and everybody knows how how tough it is going to be. They they they, they become the, the top side in the division, but you know the opportunities there, and that's that's a big thing for me coming to a club. But the ambition that they have and the opportunity that they have of, of becoming the, the, the top side in the, in the league, um, it was definitely something that I couldn't but they started with. What's as but they say obviously two years ago. You were approached and you turned out. What sort of changed your mind this time? Is it what you just sort of says as such too, or is there anything else? No, that was a key. A lot was made over over the last time that I spoke to It was only a brief conversation we had. There was no real disagreement or uh, turning down a job or nothing like that. It was an idea that was that was brought up, and, and at the time I just wasn't sure if it was the right time for me. It was it was a good time for for Rory. You know, he wanted people on, alongside him and all that, and 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 he was and he was right in what he was saying, but. There wasn't. I think it was more made it than, than it was. It was an idea that that was fired on the table, but at the time, Kev, I didn't think for for me it was right. I didn't think it was fair for me to accept something that I wasn't going to be committed one hundred percent. And and my heart and, and and my commitment was where it was at Clevenville. Um, this time around, obviously seeing the the, the plans and and seeing what they what they have done in, in them two years, and seeing the direction that they they're planning on going and they're determined to get there, that that was something that I wanted to be part of. Especially being Derry City, um, like I say, my hometown club and all that, but it was just the ambition that they have. It was something that, that that I have in my own mind as well. You want to be part of something successful. You want to be challenged for leagues and cups on a regular basis, and and when we we feel as if we've got the tools in place, they they, they achieve that, and and that's something that uh, me, Rory, all the staff, all the players, everyone associated with the club wants to be part of. And back in the training pitch, you're sort of. Maybe at Clevenville you were sort of stepping back and everything, now you're back out in the tournament, but it's something you enjoy. Love it, Kev, love it. It was great being back out of the day, you know, a, a, a good coaches at Clevenville and, and I let them know, oversee a lot of what we've done and I just kept an eye on, on, on things from a, from, from, a, from a distance on it, but being, being back on the pitch, getting the boots back on, Harry, dust them off a wee bit and get them, get them squeezed back into them, but 
oh, it's great to be back. It's great to be back helping out the boys and 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 encouraging the the, the play. I know it's only only a brief sighting that I've had of it, but the the talent and the, and the sharpness um and and then the ability in that group's frightening. It's it's so scary that they, uh, I hopefully they they fulfil everything that they've what they're about and everything that they, I can see in them already. Um, because you know it's it's there's exciting times ahead of the club and and I'm, I'm delighted to be part of it. Well, there we are, Simon. There was Paddy, just chatting about. You know, delighted, disappointed that the big thing was telling Cliftonville that he, mm. the the squad in particular they had to go. He had four and a half great years up there, and uh, that was a big range from the they make that decision. But you know, this time he probably felt. Look, I was asked a couple of years ago, and we're going to be asked for a third time, right. or do I think a time now is right? And he's also seen the sort of the way Darius went, particularly under Rory and and the two years. We're doing this today on the Sunday, and it's the anniversary of when Rory was appointed. Yeah. Uh, two years ago, and you can sort of see two years ago when he came in, he was sitting bottom of the league, got them on the Europe, won the FAA Cup, and now he's got probably who he wanted in the first place when he came yeah. in the job as his number two. So no pressure, but the dream team's now together. So hopefully now they can take it on, and Paddy feels that too that having witnessed the squad and seen the talent and just went pro. This is a talented squad here, uh. and it's not even half the squad that was there. They see you because the likes of Dummig and Connolly and Fats weren't even involved no. in the seasons. Well, I'm sure the guys he's, he's he's just just listening to that. Like he's been so so impressed, but also like you know he knows the magnitude. Those the word that he use of the of the the squad and how big it is. Like he's experienced that as a player. Like he won a cup with with Derry too, and uh, you know he was he was part of. When he came under the squad, if I remember, when he was it was up, it was kind of in turmoil at the club at the time. Like, yeah. But um, he really established himself uh, as a centre half, play right back too, didn't he? Like, for the, that stage. But uh, I think Pizza came back and stuff like that. So he's he's played with all these guys that are all local guys. And he, he's a Derry City fan, as he says too. You know, we brought up with Derry. You know, it's it's good to have somebody who has. All right, you had Alan Reynolds, who had that. That outside influence, you know, which is good in terms of of what he brought to the table. But somebody I always feel like when you have the likes of Fats and Duffy and uh, and Rory, obviously, um, you know, these guys know exactly what it means. They fans and ex- ex- they they meet them in the street all the time. They're from the area. Their their family are all Derry City fans. So for for that to me, I think that's a, a big element, a big factor in terms of. What do you give for the club then? You know, I'm not saying other people from outside don't, but there is a special sort of bond with, with the club when you're from there, like you know, and it's you, you, you tend to see those players giving it everything and it means a lot more to them as well. Well this is it and, and they know when the times are good, uh what this city can do and, and, and just you know, support ever it really was like we keep back to it, the, the cup final, the last one out turn out the lights. Mm-hmm. That sort of proved it, and they're they're making that move. They know if you can get this going, Ur is part of a 2005-2006 European run in the FAA Cup and missed out in league titles. But he knows that this time was buzzing. Last season, okay, you didn't get the league, but you had the cup final. The place was buzzing again. The Brandyville has carried that on this season, and it's just it's just been sellout every week. And I expect that the two games this week will be sellouts again. Some Pats and Rovers. Mm. And Paddy knows what what this what it means to the whole town if this place is going well, the city's going well, the team's going well. 
there's a feel good factor and they know all about it as you say mm. it's easier than to go for your Friday big shop and you get less hassle <laughs> well <laughs> that's it like I so you, you don't want a, a headache or answering all these questions then when you lose at home but um, this is going to be his first experience back at, at the brand of like and the, the dairy colours too on, on Friday night so I'm sure you'll get a a, a good reception like but I suppose too like it's funny where you think you know as when you're a manager at Cloughanville as you know he's going to the likes of Nuri or going to uh, up to Belfast like most more more times than, than not as well just across the city like if uh, in terms of going to your away matches but then he, he's had the chop the Turner's Cross in his, in his first game back in the League of Ireland like welcome back Paddy but uh I'm sure he enjoyed that. That was probably the best one for him, you know, as in terms of a bond with the players yeah. and the rest of them and the, the coaching staff there. Like it was probably the best sort of reintroduction into the club again. Like so, but I'm sure he's looking forward to Friday as well. Oh, Friday will be. I don't think he'll be looking forward to uh, B. Kelly sitting behind him, who will no doubt be shouting Patrick. That's what he tends to do at, at, at Clubbingville matches. So, uh, and where B sits, there's a fair chance that'll happen. But no, you're right. He'll, he'll get a he'll get a big reception. But I always remember when he was manager at Stuart at the Brandywell. There's a lot of Stuart got a lot of fans that were coming down supporting Paddy, not just supporting him, but they were supporting Paddy or muckers mm. with Paddy. That's the same thing now. Don't get me wrong. They might find it difficult to get a ticket. Uh, but I would say to be fair, the majority of Paddy's mates are season ticket holders anyway. Yeah. So no, look, he's going to get a big reception. But no, Paddy too. He'll be letting, look, it's about the team, it's about Rory, uh, and, and Rory will be saying the same, it's about the team, it's about the team. But I, I think Paddy will get a, a good enough welcome too, as we all expect. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll sort of look ahead to the, the, the two fixtures, obviously. It's a, I remember chatting when we were saying about how uh, frustrating that the, the Derry Bowes match was on Monday night. And then you've got... Derry Shammer Grovers on Monday night again, like so. It, it sort of it does sort of take away from from the the occasion a, a slightly. Well, particularly yeah. when when it's a double header at home, Aye. because I know people have got season ticket holders, and, and that's grand, and the majority of the, the ground is season ticket holders. But if it's any decent weather and I've been a bank holiday, people might say, "Look, we'll go Friday night to St Pat's game, mm. and then we'll go away, we'll away from the weekend for the weekend, and then might miss Monday night." Now, don't get me wrong, Shamrock Rovers will be sold out. I know that, but I'm just right. saying, that double whammy at home, people maybe aren't seeing the Rovers pack their game, mightn't come to some pats, not so... And the atmosphere do, do, it is does, different, doesn't it? Friday, yeah. Monday nights, totally different. Something tells me, but this Monday, you know, we go back to the Jamie McGonagall goal, the, oh, wow. you know, it was just the last minute everything, it was live in RT, this one's live in RT, I'm hoping John Kenny's back up and he has to do an alarm McGonagall, last minute again, or wheeling, whatever you like, uh, but no, look, yes it is live in RT, but I think maybe quarter past seven too, might be a wee bit better, we sort of fast, like, mm. some people might be working, most of them should be off, but uh, no, look, I still expect it to be a, a sellout, but starting with Friday, you know, everybody can look ahead and we all shamrock over, shamrock over. St. Pat's is just as big, if not bigger. Well, that's it, like, and, and just the sort of the similarities between the last doubleheader, like, it, it was dropped on the Friday night, and uh, you know, if you're if you're professional, if you're really Higgins and the players, you're going, you've got your two eyes and dropped it. But as fans, they sort of look ahead. And, you know, he really had said at the time, "I'm fed up." But people asking me about the about the Bulls match. You know, we've got Drogheda. Drogheda is a, a tough game, and as a proved out to be. Um, but but somewhere here, I think they need to be they need to be clued on for the Pats game. And as you said earlier, like it's a Pats team, they're coming up. 
will be looking Tom Clancy will be looking for a reaction after getting beat by Rovers, having been on that that's brilliant run, having turned things around as well. Well, this is it, you know, and you're right. You know, the players and Rory and the background team will not be taking the AF football. The fans will. There's no denying it. The fans will be looking at Rovers, Rovers, Rovers. But some pats. That's the only thing you're right. You literally, Rory will be getting under the invoice saying, we're focused massively on some pats that we get this going. Because yeah. some of them might have been thinking of Bowes. I'm not saying they were, but some of the players might have been thinking Bowes and didn't really get going against Jota. I expect there to get really going on Friday night. Just carry that momentum from Cork on, getting at some pats early doors. I'm praying to God that it's lashing from ah. half six on <laughs> to about half seven, and then there I can get at them. Well, um, obviously, I expect. You know, Derry fans aren't going to listen to me, but I expect uh, Jake Morana to get a bit of a, a sore touch, you know, <laughs> for, uh, for supposedly turning us down, you know. But he's been a, he's a, he's a player for them. He's he's turned it on since he's well, he's he's going to be a danger man. Obviously, Forrester, the usual. Uh, threat that he sort of brings yeah. as well too, and he's he started the season well. Like so, um, the match at Richmond Park was was a close one. Derry probably should have won that match, shouldn't it? Yeah, they had the chances early on, uh, and then obviously stoppage time equaliser. So we'll be disappointed with that. But I think Forrester's the man, Mulroney, yeah, and uh, obviously Owen Doyle's up there too. But Forrester, to be fair to him, started the season well, scoring goals, setting goals up. He's going to be the man that you'd have to look at, but look, it's going to be a close one. I will uh, let you have your first prediction this week, so no pressure. We we didn't, we both got a dairy factory right last week, we but, but we didn't get a score. Then, no. minute, minute, uh, Cork pulled the goal back. It was like all bets are off. You should have just stopped it. We got the the thing right. Like, uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I think I after that the Cork one now with everything with the players coming back. I think they are a different animal, like in terms of uh, even when they played them down in, in, in Richmond Park, when they should have beat them then. I think the danger is Pats come up and have a game plan. They sat on like they did, as we discussed earlier there. But uh, I just see Derry now with that threat. That would just be Collie Whelan coming back and, and having that kind of impact when he came, came on. I think that gives the other boys a boost. You know, Hopefully, Jamie McGonagall goes back too from his. Uh, Injury as well, and able they, they could could start with Jamie as well too. But but just having those options, those attacking options, we we Mickey there. Um, it's it's a really strong squad now. A real dilemma Rory has, but in terms of a prediction, I think Derry won the game. Uh, I also think that they will score a couple of goals. You know, haven't been starved of goals recently. I think they they, they, they will that will, that that one at the weekend will give them huge confidence. Like so, I'm going to go two 0 day. Oh right, well that's yes, uh, that's that's impressive. Uh, fair enough. It was meandering there, but I got there. Uh, you got there. No, no, I thought there was going to be another fence needing built there, but no, you got there and end up. Uh, similar to yourself, a fancy dairy. Uh, I hope that they start with a, a confidence that they finished. Sorry, you know, that the court will give them. I'm going to go for 2-1. I think some Pats might score. I just think they have, they have as I say, Forrester, Mulroney, Doyle. I'm just still going for home victory, but I think it'll be 2-1. Well, then you go on to Rovers, and it's always hard to make a prediction on a match four days after another one or whatever. Or in uh, this case, six months. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but uh, just, just for the sake of throwing out a prediction, um, Beat them in the Presidents Cup. We beat them down Tala. 
Oh, he's had it, boys. He's had it. He's, he's, he's bringing a ring out now. I got to go draw. Uh, Stephen Bradley's if team pat. <laughs> if you bid pats on Friday night, I take a draw all day long on, on, on the Monday. And I'm sure that's not the mentality that dairy players will have. Like, but uh, I think a, a draw would be good. I'm going to go one each in that one. You see, I was like pretty similar to yourself. I was going to go for a draw myself too. And they don't normally happen. They did happen last year, I suppose. But because it's going to be a draw, and I don't really follow your one each. <laughs> and our team will not be happy with this, and they will the fans. Well, I'm going to go for 0 0. An entertaining 0 0. Entertaining, end to end. <laughs> Brian Maher making saves. Alan Mallis. Alan Mallis making penalties. Six goals, that's all. Ah, 100%. Our team's figures will go skyrocket. <laughs> uh, I was actually going to go on each two, but I didn't want to be like you and follow you, so I'm going to go draw. And we can't have 0 0, can we really? Like, I know if it's 0 0. No, all right, I'll change it to two each. No, we have to have goals. That's some difference from no, no, no. only two each. <laughs> I can't go with one each for you. So. You're making a first of these predictions. Well, uh, you know, I was being serious. That's never happened. <laughs> so, uh, look, no, no, or two each. There you go, folks. <laughs> We've got an insight there from Kevin McLaughlin. Exactly. I'm going for a draw. A draw, boys. Boys and girls, we're going for a draw next Monday night. Uh, right, folks, well, obviously, we'll have a uh, reaction to that double header next time we're on and um, hopefully you can get some reaction from yourselves like if these are listening anything you want us to bring up just usually get in contact with us uh, via social media and Twitter or, or by email as well too but uh, thanks for listening we'll wrap it up and we'll, we'll, we'll chat these next week chat next week folks we'd like to thank the children of Greenhall Primary School for the podcast jingle and any silly fans out there with anything they want to ask us they can email us Simon.Collins at DairyJournal.com or myself, Kevin.McGohan at DairyJournal.com Also keep an eye on social media on Twitter at DairyJournal and on Instagram at DairyJournal underscore. Make sure you like, follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a beat as we follow the fortunes of Dairy City Football Club.